Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, inviting you to try their Pick'em game. Pick between two to five players and just select whether to go higher or lower on a given stat. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign up with promo code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. 1010XL and Seven Bridges Radio present the following special broadcast presentation. Proudly brought to you by your First Coast Honda dealers. It's the High Flying Show. High Flying Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Brought to you by the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant and by Ace Ant Aviation, the official flight school sponsor of the High Flying Show. By Aircraft General Supply and their Aviation Superstore. By USA Park Airport Parking, the easy in and out at JIA. By Hardball Creative, Hardball does it all. By Cune Flowers, the official floral sponsor of the High Flying Show. By Victor's Payless and Groceries. By Beach Banners, the advertising highway in the sky. By Angie Subs, Jacksonville Beach. And by the U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion. And now, live from the High Flying Radio Cockpit, here's High Flying Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the High Flying Show. It's a very dreary, cloudy, and uh, rainy Sunday morning here in Jacksonville, Florida. It's good to be here with you this morning. It is not necessarily a great morning for general aviation pilots, but we'll get to that in just a moment with our, um, well, with our weather forecast for GA pilots. But we're coming to you live once again at 9117 Hogan Road home of 1010XL, Jacksonville Sports Radio, and thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Also, a quick thanks to the First Coast Honda dealers once again and all of our sponsors for making it happen here in our last part of the 10th season of the High Flying Show, and it's 10 years of High Flying, and we'll be coming back for our 11th year starting in January of next month. So, once again, good to have you with us. Hope you enjoy listening to the High Flying Show, the only radio show that we know of that talks about talks a little bit about aviation and flying airplanes from everything from uh, from paper airplanes to blimps. We got it here on the High Flying Show. So, let's introduce our staff of very qualified and able pilots starting across the room, former naval aviator and commercial airline pilot Garfield Benson. Good morning, Gar. Good morning, Jack. Once again, we're here, and I cannot believe we've been on the air for 10 years. That just blows me away. Where's time gone? It does. We started in 2014, shortly after I got my private pilot license, and we began the show in 2014. You recall, across the street at the old studios. Oh, that's right. At uh, 9090 Hogan Road. So good morning to you, Gar, and welcome back to town. Good to have you here again. I'm just tickled pick to be here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also next to Garfield Benson, former air traffic controller, over 30 years directing and maintaining separation in the air. Now a commercial pilot, Robert Cam. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Jack. How are you? I got a question for you. When I first started doing this show, you would wear the ugly sweater, yet this today you're not doing it. I thought about it today. In fact, I was walking out the door, so I need to put my ugly sweater on. Who doesn't have an ugly sweater, Bill? No, sir, I, I don't possess an ugly Why sweater. Why do you not? 
Is that something? I don't believe in sweaters. I'm very anti-Argyle. It's a Florida um, thing? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't care for yarn. Turtleneck? Mm. Bob doesn't sweat. Bill doesn't sweat either, Bob. So no, he, Bill does He doesn't sweat. need a sweater. He sweats on the inside. Whoa. And that voice was Bill Stull. Bill is also a, a commercial pilot. He is a uh, very skilled, able-bodied, one-eyed pilot, uh, which is very difficult for people with one eye to understand how well, yeah. he can uh, imagine. No, people with one eye completely understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, your depth perception is a lot different than the average bear. It is. It is indeed. And so it must be more difficult to fly with your optical issue. So. Uh, well, I'm, let's just put it this way. I've had the issues for so long that I've become accustomed to it. But why don't, I think why don't you wear a, a patch? You should wear a patch. I do it only on uh, Halloween because it's entertaining for me. You know, it's really interesting. You know, he, I keep uh, it in the closet with for, my ugly sweater. Yeah. You know, he flies for hire. Can you imagine... Flying along at uh, seven thousand feet, you got four people back here. You're taking down to uh, somewhere, the keys, and maybe. he says, "Oh, by the way, I only have one eye." <laughs> yes, but he does fly. How many hours you get this year, Bill? Five hundred. Five hundred hours, and is that uh, is that a big year for you, or do you uh, was this uh, an abundance of hours for you this year? Or Just you... barely. It it increases a, a few hours a year every year. Yeah. All right. Well, good to have you here, and good to see you too. Thank and you, and you guys nice noticed. Nice to see I, you. I, I very funny. I left you guys a little package, a little gift from the High Flying Show staff of uh, my administrative staff. Put that together, and you'll see the brand new High Flying Ski Cap, which is uh, very very comfortable. It will keep your ears warm in the uh, winter time. A gift, oh, a gift gonna, certificate. It's going yeah, to gonna clash with your sweater. Well, I was going to say it's a gift certificate to the Gold Club. Yes, and our co-host Joel Weiner is uh, not here today. The Weiner is visiting his mother in in Pennsylvania for Christmas. So uh, we're um, we're gonna wish uh, Joel a very happy holiday and a merry Christmas, and we'll have his gift bag when he returns. Also, our featured pilot of the month from Ascent Aviation is a former naval aviator and instructor, a CFI. Uh, John Nafak, who's been with us, geez, for years now as well. We're going to spend some time with John this morning, learning about his aviation career and, and how he grew up in the world of airplanes. And Gar, you're a former naval aviator, so you're going to be able to understand a lot of the things that, that he's gone through as far as training in Pensacola and, and learning the art of flying a plane on an aircraft carrier. Well, I, the whole evolution from start to finish uh, is kind of a blur right now in my life, and I'm sure it is in John's too because we were – we were pushed into it by choice, and uh, we were just in the program for, uh, you know, 18 months, and it was like, you know, they uh, put a hole in your head and put a funnel up there, and they poured this aviation information into your brain, and they wanted it to stick. And uh, we took on a tremendous amount of information in a short period of time, and moving from aircraft to aircraft, you got you to learn new systems, learn how to fly the new airplane. And bigger and better, as they say. So it it it, it was demanding to, to go through it. Well, it's good to good to you know talk to have all you guys here in different capacities of aviation. Each of you have had a great different background, a variety of diverse backgrounds. Uh, too bad Joel's not here because he has that company that flies those planes with the huge banners behind them at the beach, uh, the advertising highway in the sky. I call it. And uh, but uh, Joel will be back next month. Also, a quick thanks to Ascent Aviation, the official flight school sponsor of the High Flying Show, now with 
a couple of flight schools here in the area, one in Fernandina and also at Herlong Field on Jacksonville's west side. And we'll talk more to John Nafak this morning about his history with ASEN Aviation and his life as, a, as an instructor for the past 30 years. He's been teaching kids how to fly planes. And a brand new sponsor comes to the High Flying Show, USA Park Airport Parking which is applicable to what we do here at the High Flying Show. Anywho, and uh, Rich uh, Miller at, uh, at uh, USA Park has uh, enthusiastically become a member of our sponsor group, and it's good to have him here. And as time goes on, maybe we can get him in the studio. He's a big fan of flying airplanes. So good to see USA Park Airport parking with us. All right, let's get into our headlines for the High Flying Show. We'll start with a, uh, a FedEx Boeing 757 which made a successful no-gear landing in Chattanooga recently. Everything came out okay. Don't know if you guys knew about that or have any comments concerning that particular situation. Well, uh, it's just one of those things that happens in aviation. Things break. Uh, they tried to uh, get it down normally. Then they went through the emergency system to bring the uh, gear down. And then uh, that didn't work. And so uh, they had to go ahead and bail it in. I assume an uplock did not release. It was an actuator that... Uh, releases the uplock so the gear can fall out. It'll free fall. It doesn't need uh, hydraulic pressure uh, to put it out, although that's the way they do it all the time. But it can free fall into position, and then it over center, the over-center lock takes place, and uh, you can land. But that's not this time. It can't be very fun, though, as far as if it's not a In this case, it was a FedEx plane. There were, th- there were four uh, uh, pilots on board or four passengers on board. But uh, the fact is is that it did land. It was safe, and it did it with, uh, with no landing gear. Well, just think about this. Uh, on that 757, those big engines that are hanging underneath the wing, they became the, uh, quote, quote, uh, emergency landing gear because they touched down on those engines. And uh, then they, they were sliding, and they can maintain directional control for a little while with the rudder until they slow down. And then it's which engine grabs the hardest is going to spin you to the side. And they went off the side of the runway, but no, nobody was hurt, which is good. Air travel continues to be a source of a major online what they call fodder Air Canada. For example, had to issue apologies to travelers on a recent flight. The flight was going from Vegas to Montreal after seats were reportedly covered in vomit. What do you think about that, Bill? <laughs> well, you know, I tried not to drink anymore. So, <laughs> You see, he used the word try. Delta Airlines, meanwhile, caught some flack recently. They offered a woman only $1,800 after they lost her dog at Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport. Another Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona uh, was forced to turn around. A passenger suffered extremely violent diarrhea in the airplane's aisles. And maybe the biggest airplane freak out of the year occurred in July. Uh, there was a woman seen disrupting a flight, yelling at passengers about a person she claimed who was not real. You guys remember that story yeah. a couple yes, of sir. weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. yeah she's, she's on a special podcast now. She's got her own podcast she, that she has now. And she <laughs> uh, has some notoriety because of what she did. That's uh, cool. Yeah, you're not crazy. supposed to take Ambien during the day. It's just, <laughs> yeah, right. it's not wise. According to a recent lawsuit filed, American Airlines allegedly let a flight attendant delete evidence after filming a teen girl with a hidden camera in an airplane bathroom. Oh, this is a guy, a male flight attendant, and uh, he walked into 
bathroom and took his camera's little go go camera or whatever it's called. A GoPro? Yeah, GoPro. Or maybe yeah. even his phone. And uh, he kind of tried to hide it, and uh, it was. Uh, so he got caught. Well, he did get caught, and here's the biggest issue. It wasn't that he did that. He admitted that. They know he did that. But the the lawsuit claims that American Airlines supposedly alleged to let him delete the evidence on the phone before they finally the, they sued the airline and, and all this came to light. But uh, can you imagine an airline actually letting him get away with that? That's crazy. Uh, someone in the Middle East has figured out how to spoof GPS data. It's still play. We we talked about this in October. It's still wreaking havoc with aircraft navigation. Meanwhile, a student at a college in Texas has actually figured out that that spoofing signal is traced to Tehran. So that's going on over in that neck of the woods, over across the world. And an Indiana man. We'll go to our first break with this story. It's not really Bob. It's not really a high flying story. But I would like your opinion on this. An Indiana man was found with a handgun hidden in his rectum after being taken into custody. Now, I would have to think that the uh, uh, the x-ray machine would have picked that up as he was walking through the, the TSA area. FSU got rooked in the college football playoffs <laughs> championship. And also on this date, 1903, Wilbur and Orville Wright conducted the first successful manned-powered airplane flights near Kitty Hawk using their experimental aircraft, the Wright Flyer, 120 years ago. So that's what's happening on the High Flying Show. We'll get into some of these stories and talk to John Nafak with ASEN Aviation. After this brief timeout, this is the High Flying Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is the High Flying Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Keep up with Norvell's Knowles on the Seminole Report. I'm RJ Saunders, and I'll keep you up to date on Florida State with the latest garnet and gold nuggets. Brought to you by your local ag pro, your home team on 1010XL. Did you know the 2023 Honda CRV Hybrid never needs to be plugged in? The onboard system charges the batteries for you. When you think Honda, think hybrid. Good for the environment, great for your budget. Visit your local Honda dealer to experience the CRV of the future today. Enjoy this holiday season with a visit to Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurants Penthouse Lounge overlooking Jacksonville Beach. Always a comfortable and relaxing time on the outside patio deck. Head for Jacksonville Beach, check out Deck the Chairs, and then head six blocks north to the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant today and every day this holiday season to enjoy their infamous Sunday brunch. The Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, 1st Street North, Jacksonville Beach. No matter what the reason, a floral arrangement from Kuhn Flowers is the right decision. For fast delivery, call on Kuhn Flowers to make an impression. Call 398-8601, Kuhn Flowers. Now, with two learn-to-fly locations, Ascent now operates in Fernandina. You can also find them at their original location at Herlong Field on the west side if you yearn to learn how to fly. Schedule your discovery flight today at ascentaviation.com. High flying with Jack O'Brien. 
Chris Griffith with 1010XL here, and when I heard about Victor's Payless on the High Flying Show, I didn't believe it until I finally went to see what they've been talking all about. All items in Victor's are brand new, never used. Victor purchases goods through government auctions and seizures, unclaimed freight, and overstocks. Furniture, mattresses, appliances, you name it, plus many grocery supplies too. It's crazy how much money you'll save. Take it from someone who's been there. Victor's Payless, 6612 San Juan Avenue, just off lane. Mark Watson for Hardball Creative. Free promo tip. Put your logo on golf balls and give them to clients who are bad golfers. More hacks equals more exposure. Trust me, it's science. HardballCreative.com. Hardball Creative. Hardball does it all. Enjoy this holiday season with a visit to Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant's Penthouse Lounge overlooking Jacksonville Beach. Always a comfortable and relaxing time on the outside patio deck. Head for Jacksonville Beach, check out Deck the Chairs, and then head six blocks north to the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant today and every day this holiday season to enjoy their infamous Sunday brunch. The Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, First Street North, Jacksonville Beach. Hey, High Flying fans. Did you know that Angie Subs has been a staple in the Jacksonville community for almost 40 years? You know why? Because Angie's loves the people of Jacksonville and the people of Jacksonville love us back. Everybody loves a Peruvian, but the next time you come in, I want you to try something different. The Dr. Bang. Dr. Bang is an Italian sub with ham and capicola, provolone cheese, and mayonnaise baked in the oven. Then we top it with our world-famous chicken salad. We sell a stupid amount of chicken salad. Angie Subs, near the intersection of Beach Boulevard and Penman. Lunch and dinner, where all the cars are. If you're a regular High Flying Show listener, then you know how much we like Aircraft General Supply, home of the pilot shop. The general store for all of your aircraft needs located on St. John's Bluff on the Jacksonville South Side near Craig Field. Local pilots count on Aircraft General Supply for what they need and have been for over 20 years. No matter the part or the item you need, Aircraft General Supply most likely has it. Aircraft General Supply, St. John's Bluff, online at aircraftgeneralsupply.com. There's always a space for you to park at usapark.net. High Flying Jacko here. It's the only place I park when I fly out of JIA. Simply park your car. Their shuttle picks you up, drops you at your gate. Easy peasy. usapark.net. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now, back to the High Flying Skies with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener, presented by your First Coast Honda dealers. And we are back to the High Flying Show. That's a little goofy sound we have there, Casey, don't we? I think we've got it going twice at the same time. Possibly, yeah, let's An check that out. Unprecedented event here on the High Flying Show. So much to do in so little time. And I got a couple of things I want to share with my boys here in the room. For starters, you may open your bags of goodies that I brought you for Christmas. You'll see the brand new high flying uh, ski cap. Keep those little ears warm during the winter. And then we've got a little jar of honey for you for those nights, those cool, cold nights where you can maybe have a little toddy with your wife or girlfriend. And then maybe even take that little bag of cookies I brought you. I went to the bottom of the rabbit hole for those cookies. Those cookies are the finest cookies that money can buy. And I didn't even have to pay for them because I was on the cookie-making committee. So if you'll see Gar, for example, bring one of your cookie bags out and tell me what brand of cookies you have. 
See Gar's fishing around in his uh, bag. Let me see. What is that? That one's called uh, Old Fashioned Chocolate Chip. Oh, now give me that back. That's the one I wanted. I no, just kidding. Been. What do you have, Bob? I don't know. Gingerbread. No, dark peppermints. Dark peppermints. Yeah. And, and you, Bill, what do you have today? We'll talk to Nafak about what he's got in a minute. Whoa. Hinto mints. I'll trade you. No, they are my hinto mints. <laughs> How does one get a hat, the high-flying beanie hat, if you're listening to the show? They don't. They're just for the staff. What? Yes, just for the staff I and the advertising I think we're missing a marketing clients. opportunity. Well, you, 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 you handle my marketing from now on, will you? And uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Southwest Airlines is applauded for accommodating plus-size passengers. They say it's plus-size customers whose bodies encroach on neighboring seats armrests that they're entitled to an extra seat. According to a report, Fox News Bureau spilled the beans on this. Southwest is drawing praise from passengers of size or obesity on social media for their policy of offering complimentary extra seats, sometimes even two extra seats for their larger passengers. Now, the deal is you got to buy a seat, tell them you're really overweight, and that you qualify for the extra seat. And voila, if they have the available seats, then you're going to get one at no charge. Now, there's varying opinions on this. Guard, I'd like to hear your thoughts briefly on this particular policy by Southwest Airlines. What do you think about this? Well, I want to know who decides that someone is too big to get into two seats. Who's going to be there? What's determining? That would factor? be the gate agent. The well, gate agent makes that decision when they're standing in front of him or her. They are opening themselves up to a lot of lawsuits and a lot of conflict because uh, there's going to be people that are going to abuse that, number one, and there's other people that are going to say, hey, we we got, got booted out of the uh, – we're not going to get on this flight because this guy got two seats. Hey, that, that is an issue, but at the same time, it also makes people who are a little less overweight – Give them a little more elbow room, too, because that person's taking two seats and probably only need one and a half seats. They have airlines have rooms of accountants constantly looking over numbers to determine how much it costs to fly a they called a seat mile. Oh. And they calculate this continuously because of a, if it costs too much to fly that seat from A to B, then they're losing money and they're squeezing every dime of it. If this policy goes into play. What's to say that Bill doesn't come out and say, I'm a big guy and I need two seats, and then he, everybody on the airplane buys two seats. They walk up to the gate agent and say, I'm, I'm, I want a refund on my second seat because that's the policy, and now the plane is half full. They can't make money doing this. They're gonna, it's going to be a big problem. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's, it's, un, it's another new thing in the world of uh, pl- Well, It's, it's going to put them on a business e- thing, e- and I blame and Bill. Fairness and so on. Uh, switchblade rotable aircraft is making its first flight. This is another uh, one of those flying car things. You may have seen it at Air Venture this past July, but switchblade rotable aircraft is a, uh, a new version of the uh, flying car that's coming soon. I don't know if you guys saw that at Air Venture when you were there. A jump pilot is found guilty of involuntary manslaughter in a wingsuiter's decapitation. Did you read about this particular story? Uh, what happened was they were supposedly not on the same page when he jumped out of the plane. The pilot wasn't aware of which way he was going to fly. This is a wingsuit, not a parachute. And it, uh, it caused uh, an accident with, the te- with one of the wings, and uh, he was decapitated accidentally in the air. Terrible situation. 
The uh, Royal Canadian Air Force Snowbirds will return to Air Venture next July. They haven't been there since 2015. A terrific air show that you, if we're going to Air Venture next July, we'll see the Snowbirds. And a YouTuber was jailed for an intentional crash stunt. You may have read about this a couple of years ago. He did this. He's finally been put to uh, uh, in put to jail on this after a couple of years, but he'll he won't be a long jail sentence. Uh, but apparently, he flew with the intent of jumping out of the plane and letting the plane crash. And then he had that on YouTube. Trevor Jacobs, mm, right? Six months federal pen. Yep. Yeah. And it was he tried to get one over and don't get one over on a pilot because they can spot things very very quickly and it didn't take long for a buddy to raise the flag and. See, you guys always blow the whistle on people, don't you? No, we're if you try to blow smoke, we're probably going to have a fan to blow it away. Get it, Bill? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. You guys, you know, are, you're not fun. You guys oh. are so clever. Stop. The TSA says the big sun- fan in the front of the airplane. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Oh, the TSA says last uh, Sunday, Sunday, November twenty sixth, which was Thanksgiving weekend was the busiest day on record for air travel in the United States, with over 2.9 million flying passengers and only four Karens, the absolute lowest number of Karens ever recorded. Oh, Karens, you're talking about the people that are disruptive. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. I got you. Big fan in the front <laughs> of the plane. All right, let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's bring John Nafak in here. Uh, for a, a little conversation, John Nafak is the director of flight operations at ASEN Aviation. ASEN Aviation is uh, our official flight school sponsor of the High Flying Show. They've been with us for many years now. And John has been instructing students on how to fly airplanes for almost 30 years now. And uh, I'd like to talk to John this morning. And feature, we rarely get a chance to, to talk to him about his career uh, John, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Jack. Good to be here. Good to see you, too. Uh, John, as I mentioned, a longtime flight instructor, but Gar, he was a, as you are, a former naval aviator. He started his training in Pensacola, and uh, he went into the Navy roughly in 72, I believe it was, right? I did. I, I like to talk about that, I, I, about what opportunity is about, you know, and I, I remember being in college in 1971, and a good friend of mine, Gordon, who was a commercial pilot at the time, had invited me to accompany him to see the recruiter at Dobbins Air Force Base in, in Atlanta. Yeah. And the reason was because he was interested in naval aviation. And I resisted at the time. I was working full-time trying to get through college, but he kept persisting. So eventually I gave in. I decided to accompany him to see the recruiter. Well, we walked in to see the recruiter, and you know what happened. You got <laughs> recruited. I did. In fact, uh, Gordon walked in with me. He had corrective lenses at the time, and the recruiter looked at Gordon and said, hey, you know, Gordon, you, you can't, uh, you're not eligible because you, you have corrected vision. Yeah. But he lo- the recruiter looked at me and said, would you be interested? Now, this was during uh, Vietnam, you know, and they were looking for pilots. I looked around the room, and I looked at some of the posters on the wall. There's an F-4 in the carrier deck with the sun setting behind it, some other aircraft, and I said, I might be interested. It was, it was very enticing. And so I ended up screening with the with them up in, in, in Dobbins, and um, I was accepted into a delayed entry program. That helped motivate me to finish college, actually. Where did you go to college? Uh, a city university out of Atlanta, Georgia State University. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're from, Atlanta, in that area? It, it is. Yeah. It is primarily. I did my, my, all my schooling through there and, uh, and went to college there. All right, so you spent, what, 20 years in the Navy? 
You were I flying. Did, you were flying jets on aircraft carriers. I did. I, I, I finished college and uh, I went directly to Pensacola for flight training. Yeah. And uh, I trained in the T thirty four at Softly Field, you know, a great program. And uh, they put you through about uh, twenty five hours at that point in time. I think Gar, you did T twenty eights. We started T thirty fours also at Softly, and then went to T twenty eights. And you were carry qualified in T twenty eights, weren't you? Yes. Yes. And, and uh, we didn't have it experience in T thirty fours, obviously, but. Um, after about 25 hours in T-34s, uh, I was selected for a basic jet training in Meridian, Mississippi. Ended up finishing that basic jet training in Kingsville, Texas. And uh, as, as a matter of fact, we were going to get CARA qualified, and the Lexington was down during the period we were supposed to be, so they field qualified us. So the first time I saw a carrier was in A-4s and during advanced jet training, and that was an experience in itself. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, John. How I mean, the very first time you're putting a – a jet on an aircraft carrier. What's running through your head right then? Were well, you confident you could do the, it, or was it? Yeah, the Navy does excellent training. They have young guys teaching you through flight school. You know that, Gar. Yeah. yeah, but these guys are wonderful. They've been through the fleet normally, and they come back as instructors, and they do a, a marvelous job, and they prepare you for that experience aboard the carrier the first time. But I do remember the very first time I rolled in the groove in the, at the carrier, uh, what does that mean, well, rolled in the groove? Well, it means you, you uh, set yourself on your final approach, get yeah. lined up with the landing area, yeah. and you, you call the ball, and the LSO acknowledges that, and you continue the approach. But I remember as soon as I looked at that carrier, uh, I sort of shook, and the old airplane shook with me, but then I settled down, flew a nice approach. The first couple of uh, landings are going to be uh, touch and goes. They want, you, want to settle you down. Oh. Uh, once they see you're doing well enough, they have you drop the hook and uh, – and take the actual arrestment and then shoot you off for a few more after that. And uh, it was the most wonderful experience in, in, in my flying career, I think. Where was the aircraft? What Were you in the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific? Where were you? We were in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, were you? Yeah. The USS Lexington was a training carrier at the time and uh, simply devoted to uh, a training carrier pilots. Was that carrier out of Pensacola? It was actually out of uh, Pensacola at the time, yes. Okay. You know, it's yeah, interesting, yeah. Uh, after the Navy trains you on the field with field carrier landing practice, and many, many hours of doing that, touch and goes, flying the ball. The first time uh, you go to the ship, you're by, all by yourself. You're a single pilot in a, in a pretty high-performance airplane, and you go to the ship on your own, and you come over to the ship about 5,000 feet, you look down there, and that's a postage stamp. And you're wondering, am I going to be able to do this? But you know, that's, it's really cool. It really that's is. That's absolutely true. You, you come in with a, a, lead, a flight lead who is a flight instructor, and you're, you're one of uh, two wingmen he's bringing to the ship for the first time. And he breaks in the pattern. The first time you look down the ship, it is a, a postage stamp from two, 3,000 feet in the air. And you wonder how in the world I'm going to land, <clears throat> land on that postage stamp. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. And uh, – uh, but the good thing about it is the closer you get to the ship, the bigger it gets. Oh, yeah, and, and that's when, for sure. And when you turn final approach, it gets really big, yeah. and you get really serious about it. What did you hit the bo- boat in uh, advanced, A-4s? I, actually, A-4s, yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. TA-4. Great, great, great airplane, A-4 Skyhawk. Yep. Yeah, now replaced by the T-45 before before naval aviators now go on to advanced uh, training in their, in their fleet squadrons. Right. But... Uh, <clears throat> That A-4 was a great airplane. They call it the Scooter. And uh, it was really cheap to produce. The Navy bought a bunch of them early on. And they were multi-taxed uh, to uh, have nuclear delivery. One-way one way mission. One-way mission, exactly. They didn't expect you to come back from that. Thankfully, we didn't have to experience that. Exactly. You know. 
Uh, in fact, um, uh, when I went to flight training, when I finished my flight training, the Vietnam War was was over, so my timing was good. I didn't have to go to war, but uh, mm-hmm. I was in a peacetime Navy that dealt with the Soviets, that cat-mouse game we played, and um, and that was an experience in itself, but a lot of, a lot of good uh, flying. Uh, I, I think I garnered about uh, just shy, shy of 300 traps in my time in the Navy, and uh, probably one-third of those were night. The Navy knows how to do it right. No know? kidding. Yeah, they really do. One-third of your, a trap is a landing? A trap is a landing. And yes. one third was after it was at dark. It Man. is. Man. It's uh, pretty spooky out there. And, uh, <clears throat> but the training is, is there. And, uh, and I remember actually my first night career qualification was aboard the Lexington. And uh, I had difficulty in my first night landing. I was boltering, you know, which means you're missing the wire. And uh, uh, the LSO was uh, in his wisdom. They, when they caught me, the, 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 uh, they, they finally caught me on the three wire, or wherever I'm, I'm not sure which wire I actually caught, two or three. And, uh, uh, and they said, John, you'll stay overnight, and we'll launch you tomorrow to complete your care qualification. So in his wisdom, he decided he'd keep me on deck, get my head straight, and go out the next day and, and do well. And John Light's uh, lean house was out there at that time, too, a uh, famous care aviator. A uh, thousand traps in excess of that in his time. Uh, but that worked. So I was able to stay overnight aboard the ship, get my head straight, come back the next night and complete my career qualification. And, and actually, this was A7s. Excuse me, not, oh, not You were on the rag, huh? I was in A7s at that time, yeah. We're talking to John Nafak, who's a director of flight operations as a flight instructor with Ascent Aviation, two flight schools here in the area, uh, Fernandina and, and also at Herlong Field. And John is our featured pilot of the month here on the High Flying Show, and we'll resume our conversation with John in just scant seconds. You're listening to the High Flying Show on 1010XL. Thanks for listening. We'll return right after these words. This is the High Flying Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. You're busy, so 1010XL makes holiday gift giving easy. Find great gift ideas from Bellwether Restaurant, Beards Diamonds, and Brackish Vodka. Get lots of great gift ideas at 1010XL.com. Interested in an aviation career? The pilot shortage is real and Ascent Aviation can get you started with an affordable Discovery flight. For an appointment to get you in the air, log on to AscentAviation.com. Now in Fernandina and also at Herlong Field on Jacksonville's west side. Did you know the new 2023 Honda Accord Hybrid has an onboard system that charges the battery so you never have to plug it in? When you think Honda, you think quality, value, safety. Now think hybrid. Visit your local Honda dealer and experience the car of tomorrow today. When you park at USA Park Airport Parking for an outgoing flight, they'll pick you up at your car, help with your bags, and drop you off right at your gate. Open around the clock with new covered parking. There's no better way to fly out of JIA than usapark.net. No matter what the reason, a floral arrangement from Kuhn Flowers is the right decision. For fast delivery, call on Kuhn Flowers to make an impression. Call 398-8601-Kuhn Flowers. 
Special thanks to Aircraft General Supply, the area's most well-known general store for aviation parts. If you're a pilot, then you know that getting your parts at Aircraft General Supply takes no time, usually just a quick call to Ronnie who can get you what you need quickly. And they're home to the Pilot Shop, which is loaded with hundreds of items pilots use, from aeronautical charts to airport directories. Aircraft General Supply, find them online at aircraftgeneralsupply.com. High Flying with Jack O'Brien. Hey, High Flying fans. Eddie the Moocher here from Angie Subs. You ever driven by Angie Subs and wonder why there's so many cars in the parking lot? Yeah? Yeah? Well, let me tell you why. It's because our oven-baked subs are so dang delicious. Our Peruvian sub. You've heard of it. We sell over 200 of those jokers every day. Pro tip. Order it on Onion Roll and ask for it, Crunchy. And our fries, Jeff Vlogman says, are the best. And he's had fries in 47 states. It's true. He keeps a journal. Angie Subs, near the intersection of Beach Boulevard and Pittman. Lunch and dinner. Where all the cars are. Mark Watson for Hardball Creative, letting you know that Hardball has cooler promotions. But some people call them ice chests. Either way, check out the items you can put your company logo on at hardballcreative.com. Hardball Creative. Hardball does it Chris Griffith with 1010XL here, and you wouldn't believe the deals they have every day at Victor's Payless. Brand new sofas, beds of all sizes, mattresses, desks, and more. It's honestly one of the coolest stores when you walk in the many doors. Victor buys all his goods from government auctions, seizures, and unclaimed storage containers, and it's all brand spanking new. Go by and see Victor for yourself at Victor's Payless, 6612 San Juan Avenue, just off lane. Enjoy this holiday season with a visit to Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant's Penthouse Lounge overlooking Jacksonville Beach. Always a comfortable and relaxing time on the outside patio deck. Head for Jacksonville Beach, check out Deck the Chairs, and then head six blocks north to the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant today and every day this holiday season to enjoy their infamous Sunday brunch. The Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, 1st Street North, Jacksonville Beach. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now, let's return to the High Flying Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Brought to you by your First Coast Honda dealers. High Flying with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener. Welcome back to the High Flying Show on this dreary, cold, wet, rainy Sunday morning. It's not really cold, though. Take that back. It's not cold. But it is crummy. You wouldn't fly a plane today, would you, Bill? He might. Would you fly a plane today? It all depends on the plane I'm flying. So some of the airplanes that Bill and I fly have a ton of avionics in them that allow for this kind of flying. Yesterday, with the wind blowing the way it was doing, it was pretty sporty. Probably would have gone, yeah, I'm feeling this one. But uh, today, not too bad, and it's going to get better as the day goes along, and the temperature's not going to get any warmer. It's going to get cooler as we go. Yeah. John, you're an instructor. Would you take a student out this morning and fly in this particular weather, or would you say, hey, let's bag it? What's the ceiling? Oh, uh, well, it's 500 know. right now. Yeah. No, no, it wouldn't be out in that kind of weather. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, at Hurlong Airport, we have uh, Class Golf airspace, which allows you to fly clear of clouds and one-mile visibility as long as you remain in that Class Golf airspace. So I've been up with students with uh, 890 foot ceilings, staying in the pattern, low low pattern, and get get good uh, good practice for the students. Sure. Yeah, depends upon the wind and, and the visibility and things like that. But generally, uh, 
you may fly in, in what we may consider poor conditions on the deck looking up, but if the ceiling's there and the visibility's there, you get in a landing pattern and get some work done. Talking to John Nafak, flight instructor at ASEN Aviation with Garfield Benson, Bob Cam, Bill Stull, I'm Highfly and Jack O'Brien. like to welcome Casey Dobson, our new flight operator in the uh, control room this morning. Good morning, Casey. Please put your trays in the upright position. They're very well done there, Casey. Casey is he's got a wide background. He has he's had a diverse career and he's a young man still, but he was a former police officer and, and a former mailman and now he runs a, a business where he, he has a coffee truck and he moves the coffee truck from place to place. Very uh, he's an expert in coffee. So if any of you guys like coffee, John's your, uh, Casey's your man. And uh, I see him from time to time at the karate studio when I used to take my grandson there. His son is also a karate kid. And uh, uh, Casey gets around. He's in the building a lot. It's good to have you here this morning. I'm not, I'm not the best pilot uh, at all. No, you're not. Have, <laughs> have you ever flown a plane? No, sir. Actually, um, uh, when I was in high school, I went to the Air Force uh, recruiter. And I was going to actually be a pilot. I wanted to be a pilot. And on the very day that I was signing up for my tape test and everything, I had an itch in my eye. It just so happened to be my contacts. And the recruiter looked across the table at me and said, you can't fly in the Air Force with corrective vision. And that was it. Is that true? That's true. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, quick thanks to USA Park, our new sponsor, USA Park Airport Parking. If you are going to the airport to JIA to take a plane today, tomorrow, or anytime soon, we highly suggest you stop at Airport USA Park Airport Parking and and stash your car there. They'll pick you up at your car, take you directly to your gate, drop you off. It's so easy. I can't begin to tell you how comfortable it is to park at USA Park. Also, special thanks to Aircraft General Supply, Ronnie Leto and the supermarket of, of uh, aircraft parts, uh, manuals, uh, um, anything you need if you're a pilot or if you're looking for a gift for your pilot this Christmas season, Aircraft General Supply. You'll find them on St. John's Bluff. And Angie Subs has been a sponsor of the High Flying Show now for a couple of years. Uh, they're closed today to uh, allow their their employees to uh, go to church and enjoy family fellowship and football. But if you're ever at the beach and you need a a, a very good sub sandwich, I mean, they have such a wide variety on the menu. My particular favorite is the Peruvian Angie Subs just at the foot of the Intracoastal Bridge on the east side of Beach Boulevard. You were going to say something there, Bobaroni? I believe USA Park has all their parking covered. Uh, it's not all covered, but they have yeah. a separate area where they do have covered parking. Then uh, you pay a little bit more for that, and uh, the back lot is uh, not covered. Okay. That's where I park when I go to the airport. Yeah, it's very convenient. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. All right, back to John Nafak. Got a couple of more minutes with John. John spent 20 years in the Navy. He was flying jets on aircraft carriers. We learned that just a few shakes ago. But John decided that he was uh, going to try to get into commercial aviation, and this was back yeah. roughly 92 or 93. Yeah, go over probably, that briefly with us. That's probably true of about 99% of the pilots coming out of the military probably anticipate maybe going with airlines or flying commercially. And I had done the same thing in 19, I came out of 1992 when I retired, and uh, airlines weren't hired at the time. And, and so while I'm waiting to, for the industry to turn around and see if I could throw my hat in and get, get picked up somewhere, I went and obtained my flight instructor certificates and started flight instructing. And by the time 1994 rolled around, two years later, I, I realized that maybe the airlines wasn't going to be the best fit for me. And 
I was really enjoying the flight instructor, and I've been there ever since. I'm really amazed that it's been that long now, almost 30 years. And we talked wow. about that yeah. this morning, yeah. 30 years yeah. teaching people how to fly. Yeah. But but what makes it rewarding is, is the people you work with. And when people come in, in in military training, you get paid to come in and train. They, 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 they pay you for everything you do, and you don't have to put a cent down. But when you're coming as a civilian to – to have the the experience of flying airplanes, you pay the you pay the bill from from the get go. Uh, you take time away from family, time off time not time away from work, but you know your priority is work and family. Flying is number three or four down the list for most people. They come in and they and they and they make that sacrifice in their time and what their freedom would be if, to, if they didn't have to do that otherwise. And so it's it's a it's a great experience. The people want to be there. It's a, it's and I never met with uh, I've never flown with any. Two people alike. And I learned from every one of them. No, absolutely. You know, you know it's really interesting uh, to go into aviation. Uh, it's it's not a lackadaisical, uh, I think I'm going to do that and uh, just go out and try it. You have to be dedicated to learning how to fly and have the desire. If you just blase about it and uh, don't have a big desire, you're just not going to be successful. You have to have that burning desire to be a pilot, period. Absolutely. And that, that continues on through whatever training you go through or whatever evolution you're in in the flying business yep. your, your head has to be in the game and if it's not uh, you're not not going to be successful at it. it's true of anything in life isn't it but especially in aviation where it's very important that your head be in the game all the time and people sometimes are concerned about uh, having to take off a couple of weeks maybe a month or two at a time and coming back but i tell them you look if you're thinking about flying while you're while you're gone uh, it's the same as if you were flying because it's all about the head game. If your head's in the game, when you come back, one flight, you're, you got the rust off and you're, and you're going full steam again. Yep. You, know. you remember, remember on the grading sheets when we were in flight training? There was one box that, right at the bottom, and it was, it was called headwork. And you got graded on your headwork, how you thought oh, yes. on the airplane. Remember that? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, that was huge. If you got it down, in other words, in a poor flight, you got it, you got it down. And head work, they looked at you very closely because if you're not using your head and have that head work involved in your flying, you're not going to be able to perform. Well, if you're looking to learn how to fly, and many of us who look up in the sky and see those airplanes flying over, you have many people have mentioned to me, boy, I sure would love to learn how to fly. And, and there's a distinction, by the way, with wanting to learn how to fly and then graduating and going all the way to getting a private pilot license or even further and getting instrument rated. Now, John, over all these years, I'm sure you've seen hundreds of students come and go of the, of the massive students coming through uh, ASEN Aviation. What percentage of them go all the way to get their license? Is it, is it a, a pretty high number or is it a lower number? I think it's approaching 50%. Yeah. Most of the people I've, I've seen coming through, at least half of them will get through their private pilot license. Whether they proceed beyond that point is another thing, but uh, most of them, will, at least 50% will get their private pilot license. And some of those others that don't, the, the 50% that aren't making it, they may come back later. I'm not aware of it and, and complete it some other date to some other location. Okay. Well, yeah. I tell you what, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have have you on the High Flying Show, and we love the sponsorship, obviously, from Ascent Aviation. But you have been there. Have you been at Ascent for all this time, or has this just been recent over the last 10 years or so? Well, actually, when I, when I first when the flight instructed, uh, started in 1992-93 time frame, I was with the Navy Flying Club at Navy Jacks. Uh-huh. And I was there. We ran the, ran the 141 with uh, Randall Miner, who's now a DPE here locally. And uh, he was chief pilot half the time. I took the, I took the range the other half the time and 
And so I was chief pilot of a 141 operation for the first uh, 10, 12, 15 years. I lost track of, uh, of uh, doing flight instruction. Uh, moved on from there because with 9-11, uh, getting on and off the base become a bit difficult. We had to shut down operations a couple of times for runway closures and moved to Herlong. Uh, in the process of doing that, uh, you got exposed to the Herlong operation and other operations around Jacksonville mm -hmm. and elected to move on and ended up with ASENT eventually. And uh, I've not regretted any of that time. It's been wonderful working with Dinah Vigil out there. She's been, she's run a, runs a great operation and her main concern is safety and, and uh, doing what she needs to do to make it successful for those people that come in to learn to fly. Okay. Well, listen, again, if you're interested in learning how to fly, ASEN Aviation, Fernandina and Herlong, you've got a lot of planes, a lot of instructors at uh, ASEN Aviation, and feel free to go online to a-centaviation.com, and you'll learn all about it. And give them a call if you're interested and take a Take a discovery flight. Doesn't cost a lot of money, about $100, maybe $150. What is that? $150 bucks for a discovery flight, John? A uh, half an hour, $99. Bucks. Not, not, uh, and a full hour, $199. Bucks. And you go through the whole gamut. You go through the pre-flight. You get in the left seat. You're flying the plane. The instructor works with you on takeoff, landing, maybe does a couple of little simple maneuvers in the air. But it's a, it's a fabulous, exhilarating experience uh, to take a discovery flight. With ASEN Aviation. Thanks, yeah, John. It's we always, appreciate it. It's always one step at a time. Come out and have the experience. All right. Well, we're going to be uh, asking our pilots some very interesting pilot questions following this timeout coming up. This is the High Flying Show. We do appreciate you listening on this Sunday, December the 17th, one week from Christmas Day starting tomorrow. And uh, we hope all of you are having a very happy holiday. And we'll return after this timeout. and hanging out with the boys. Mia O'Brien here, still providing the best multimedia sports coverage in Northeast Florida on 1010XL radio, video, and social channels. All things Mia are driven by Arlington Toyota. Mark Watson with Hardball Creative with answers to the questions I'm asked the most. Yes, we are local, and no, I'm not hiring an actor to read these commercials. Check us out at hardballcreative.com. Hardball Creative. Enjoy this holiday season with a visit to Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant's Penthouse Lounge overlooking Jacksonville Beach. Always a comfortable and relaxing time on the outside patio deck. Head for Jacksonville Beach, check out Deck the Chairs, and then head six blocks north to the Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant today and every day this holiday season to enjoy their infamous Sunday brunch. The Casa Marina Hotel and Restaurant, 1st Street North, Jacksonville Beach. Did you know the 2023 Honda CRV Hybrid never needs to be plugged in? The onboard system charges the batteries for you. When you think Honda, think hybrid. Good for the environment, great for your budget. Visit your local Honda dealer to experience the CRV of the future today. Now, with two Learn to Fly locations, Ascent now operates in Fernandina. You can also find them at their original location at Herlong Field on the west side if you yearn to learn how to fly. Schedule your discovery flight today at AscentAviation.com. High flying with Jack O'Brien. One of the best kept secrets in the area is a place called Victor's Payless. 
Chris Griffith with 1010XL here. I heard about Victor's Payless on the High Flying Show and what a place it is. I needed furniture and a lot of it after our move to our new home. Victor purchases goods through government auctions and seizures, unclaimed freight and overstocks that include furniture, mattresses, appliances, you name it, plus many grocery supplies too. It's absolutely insane how much money I save. Take it from someone who's been there, Victor's Payless, over on San Juan Avenue, just off lane. No matter what the reason, a floral arrangement from Kuhn Flowers is the right decision. For fast delivery, call on Kuhn Flowers to make an impression. Call 398-8601, Kuhn Flowers. Hey, High Flying fans. Did you know that Angie Subs has been a staple in the Jacksonville community for almost 40 years? You know why? Because Angie's loves the people of Jacksonville, and the people of Jacksonville love us back. Everybody loves a Peruvian, but the next time you come in, I want you to try something different. The Dr. Bang. Dr. Bang is an Italian sub with ham and capicola, provolone cheese, and mayonnaise baked in the oven. Then we top it with our world-famous chicken salad. We sell a stupid amount of chicken salad. Angie Subs, near the intersection of Beach Boulevard and Penman. Lunch and dinner, where all the cars are. If you're a regular High Flying Show listener, then you know how much we like Aircraft General Supply, home of the Pilot Shop. The general store for all of your aircraft needs located on St. John's Bluff on the Jacksonville South Side near Craig Field. Local pilots count on Aircraft General Supply for what they need and have been for over 20 years. No matter the part or the item you need, Aircraft General Supply most likely has it. Aircraft General Supply, St. John's Bluff, online at aircraftgeneralsupply.com. At usapark.net, you simply take a ticket at the blue entry booth, park your car, and our shuttle picks you up. Helps take your luggage and drops you off at the curbside of your departing airline. usapark.net, it's the easy way to fly out of JIA. Zone 10XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now, back to the high-flying skies with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener, presented by your First Coast Honda dealers. And welcome back to the high-flying show with Jack O'Brien, Garfield Benson, Robert Cam, Bill Stoll, and John Nafak. Joel Wiener's on assignment visiting his mother in Pennsylvania this morning. And uh, hopefully the Jaguars will bring home a winner tonight against the Baltimore Ravens. Game time at 820. You can hear it all live right here at 1010 XL, Jacksonville Sports Radio, and the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So good luck to the Jaguars tonight. Kick that music up a little bit. Will you please there, Casey? And uh, it's good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us here in our final four minutes of the High Flying Show. I have questions for some of our pilots. You guys jump in if you know the answer or you have a comment with this. Here's one. When I was a new pilot, I swore I would never land with less than an hour of fuel on board. Now I have more experience. I've gone past that sometimes and felt really uncomfortable, but it kind of made sense to me at the time. Bob, is there a good rule when you should land for fuel no matter how tempting it is to keep going? There's a regulation that says as a VFR pilot just flying around, you need a half an hour gas to land. That's during the day, yes? That's correct. At night it's 45 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's a bare minimum. That's correct. Joel said, just don't run out of gas. Just don't. No, seriously. Just yeah, I agree. Don't run out. There's not enough money on the planet to run out of gas. Now, there's, they suspect that plane crash that left here was yesterday, Bill? The, the other one that day. Went to Texas. Went to Texas, ran out of gas. Friday, I think. 
Yeah. Now, isn't that so. doesn't that happen sometimes when you have the switch on the wrong side? You well, switch left or right instead of in the middle. That could be on the low wing airplanes a very big thing. On the high wing airplanes, not so much. But right. yeah, it's a. It, you better be paranoid. That's all I got to say. But what do you feel about this? I think Bill? if you um, if you're planning a fuel stop. You plan it for near the halfway point, and you make your fuel stop at the halfway point. Yeah. This guy's question was, and it made me uncomfortable. That's the key right there. Yeah. If it makes you uncomfortable, then there's something wrong. Make a fuel stop. Yeah. Don't run out of gas. Here's a question for uh, Bill Stull. I know special flight permits can be issued to allow an airplane to fly over gross weight. Does this mean the aircraft's maximum gross weight is more of a guideline than a hard limit in normal operations? No, it means that the max gross weight of the aircraft is a hard limit, but there are times when you can exceed those under certain circumstances. Get a little closer to that microphone, will you, Bill? Uh, sorry about That's that. Better. It's better. It's hard to hear you. I apologize to the manufacturers of Sennheiser and Shure microphones everywhere. All right, John Nafak, my instructors always told me to trim off the control pressures. Ladies and gentlemen, trim is a kind of a, a, uh, a cruise control for your airplane. It relieves the pressure on the yoke when you're flying a plane. My instructors always tell me to trim off control pressures, John, but no matter how much I try, I feel like I never get the airplane perfectly trimmed. What am I doing wrong? Well, you can't get an airplane perfectly trimmed. There's always going to be some control fit pressure feedback, but uh, you need to keep trimming. You keep going until you get it done right. And, and you don't fly with the trim. You fly with the controls. You need to trim all the pressures out that you can so you have proper control of the airplane. Now, John, how do you feel about when you're coming in for a landing? Say you're around 100, maybe 150 feet, and you're looking down. You're, you're ready to put that plane down. How do you feel about trimming that airplane just a little bit to raise that nose, give you a little help to raise the nose a little bit? Is that something you would suggest, or you think that's a bad idea? A general rule, don't recommend that. Guard knows as well as I do. We were had it drilled into us. You trim for the approach speed. And, you, and that's the last time you trim the airplane up and you fly it down to the surface. And I tell students, without the intent of landing, when you get there, we need to flare at the surface. So, so you trim it up before you start the approach, and you don't feel full with the trim after that. If you maintain a constant speed, it will, the trim will remain the same. When you get down to the surface, if you want to round out just above the surface, uh, barely contacting it, uh, and actually staying above it until you get to a landing attitude, and then allow it to settle under the surface. But uh, when you first start the approach, trim it up, and that's it. Well, it could also backfire if you do do that, and you have to do a go round, and you and you and you hit that throttle. That plane's gonna gonna nose up pretty high, and you're gonna need to adjust pretty quickly. Isn't that correct? That's that's a specific to the type airplane. For a high wing airplane, that is that is true, absolutely. But for a low wing airplane, not not the case. So that's why we teach elevator um, uh, trim stalls. An instructor is supposed to in, in, instruct students on how to deal with that situation. And, and with any airplane, we can override with just control force. As long as you're aware of it, you can easily override the trim and maintain good control in those airplanes. Bob Cam, my instructor insists I always put the cowl plug strap over the prop. Is that really necessary? Depends on the temperature outside. So if it's cold, you would. But during the day... In the summertime, no, but you also are trying to prevent birds from making nests in your engine. Probably a bad idea.
Gar, my instructors, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, the other day a pie rep, which is a pilot report, a pie rep really made the difference for me in launching for a flight. It motivated me to give them what kind of conditions are out there. What kind of conditions would you suggest a general aviation pilot report if they're in the air and there's something going on up there? Well, if he has a forecast and he expects to have the weather at a certain thing because of the forecast and it's different and it's changed, the pie rep is very, very uh, good. Just go back and tell him, hey, it's not like that. Hey, I want to give a howdy to my granddaughter, Mary DiLorenzo. Hi, honey. Hey, and uh, another thing, too, on top of that, uh, anytime there's a huge thing happening in the air, like thunderstorms or uh, rough we- rough air or anything, you report it with a pyro. One more for Bob Cam. What's the most likely cause of a large RPM drop during a run-up magneto check? What should be done about it? Uh, lean out the engine, run up the RPMs, clean out the plugs, and try it again. Happened to me on a check ride with the instructor. The the magnetos were coughing and spitting. Which and the, which failed check ride was that? It was the ninth one. And the ninth time, and the and the instructor said, "It's your call. You're in the left seat. You're the PIP." Uh, C. P- 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 pardon me. P- P- I, the PIC. What are you talking about? I said, about? "I think I think I'm going to go back to the hangar. I don't like it coughing. Too much eggnog on a Sunday morning. And eh? Spitting and all that. Yeah. You've been listening to the High Flying Show with Garfield Benson, Bob Cam, Bill Stoll, John. NAFAC, Casey Dobson, our chief engineer. I am Jack O'Brien. Adios, muchachos. Go Jags! Go Jags! The High Flyin' Show with Jack O'Brien and the Wiener on 1010XL is a presentation of Frontline Solutions and your First Coast Honda dealers. Special thanks to the expert pilots of the High Flyin' Show. Joel Wiener, Garfield Benson, Bill Stahl, Bob Cam, and John NAFAC. The High Fly-In Show is produced by Spencer Happ and Dylan Hazard, a haphazard production. Be listening next month for The High Fly-In Show here on 1010XL.